Hello, welcome to Unlocking Landscapes. My name is Daniel Greenwood and I'm here in rural Ireland, in the west of Ireland, in County Mayo, near the border of Sligo. And I've decided to go for a quick walk, just describe some of the things I can see, capture some of the sounds. Okay, let's go. So it's a really clear evening, blue sky. I can see an aeroplane passing high over the mountain. It's called a mountain. The locals here call it a mountain, but probably I guess in, in England, particularly Northern England, they wouldn't call them mountains, but hills. I'm just gonna pass under some barbed wire. So I need to be careful not to rip my head off. In the background you might be able to hear the stream which we'll hear a bit more at some point so on my right hand side is a Sitka spruce plantation and it's soaking up all the wind that this podcast episode or this episode began with and there's on um, beyond beyond the wall the stone wall at the edge of the plantation there is a field covered in what is officially known as glacial till, which is boulders that have fallen off the mountain, probably put there 10 to 12,000 years ago by the ice caps when they melted at the end of the last glacial period. But on my left, on the other side of the trackway, is a green lush field that's being grazed by cattle cattle that probably are going to come over to me in a minute because they're going to think that i'm here to feed them but on one side you've got this totally wild rocky field that probably has some archaeology in it that i will never understand there's loads of it around here on the other side is a purely green improved grassland for cows and either side of me are hawthorns, boulders covered in lichens, everything is green. It's just so beautiful here. So my mum and my dad, who passed away about nine months ago, own a cottage in, in Mayo. Um, they've owned it for over 20 years and I've been coming here um, for about that time and they put a lot of work into into improving it over the years it's still quite rough around the edges we came back late last night to find mold inside and I can now see that the cattle have clocked me and one of them is ferociously urinating and another one I think called out to me but I'm not going to look at them because I don't want them to think I'm going to feed them. But anyway, so the family cottage is there. Um, it's been quite a lot taking on the considerations of of my dad and all the everything he knew about it, all the work that he did on it. And I don't come anywhere near close enough to understanding that. So, but my mum is amazing and she's doing loads of things. But we have one problem today, and that problem is that we don't have any water. Um, the water comes from the mountain, so 
it's off grid and the water has stopped so we've got drinking water we have no hot water or running water so earlier we actually came down here to visit to the edge of the mountain and we were talking to one of the local farmers who'd actually helped me five years ago when I came here the only other time when there's been no water here in 20 years or something and we were going to try and look to see if we could find the well and the filter and see if it was blocked but we couldn't find anything I've just stopped under a nice sort of grove of hawthorns on this ancient trackway I've got to milk the ancient bit of it you know because it's just it's so wonderful here and it, it's a it's a foot, footway that people would have taken um, when people lived on this mountain um, from what I know there are a lot more people living here until the famine um, when I think about a million people either um, died or left Ireland um, half of whom went to America because if you travel a bit further north from here a little further to the west you'll be on the um, the edge of the Atlantic so that's why this area is known as the there's a an area around here it's known as the wild atlantic way which is a footpath i think that passes a trail that passes around the atlantic coast so this footway people would have taken it over the hill um there's some steps here as well that are kind of still there but people would have lived in stone huts on the mountain but the famine you know is totally totally devastating event that occurred that I don't have enough information to go into detail about it. There's, there's a lot of good podcasts. I think the Irish History podcast goes into more detail. And, of course, there's lots of good books about it and things. But it's definitely a key moment in Irish and, you know, perhaps British history as well. But anyway, so coming back to where I was, we haven't got any water. Um, but we came down here earlier and it was actually quite interesting because we got to the foot of the mountain and went over this stream... And there were lots of interesting plants there. There were things like Devil's Bit Scabious, Bog Asphodel. Oh, there's a robin's just joined me now as well. But I also found some scat, so some animal droppings. But it was more than a dropping, it was a huge pile of it. And there were several of them. And I was just wondering if maybe that was actually American mink, which would not be surprising. I've seen a dead one here on the road. Um, but there are a species that were brought into this country from the US to be farmed for their fur and I think they were released um, in protest so sort of released by animal rights activists into the into the wild and they've actually had a very negative impact on populations of water voles which are now in big trouble particularly in England I'm not sure about their status in Ireland um, but American mink are you know they're they do kind of eat a lot of um, native wildlife to the point of near extinction, I think, for water voles. Um, but even then, you know, I find it interesting that they're here um, and it's, it's, it's interesting to find a larger mammal as well, which you don't necessarily see that much of. I was hoping there might be otter, but I don't know if you get many otters in Ireland. Um, but I'm just looking up at the mountain now. It was actually really badly hit by fire. Um, maybe in the, the winter, I think. And we spoke to the farmer earlier and he said how it was set 
probably by someone just driving around and looking to start a fire which of course is really difficult to comprehend why anyone would do that um, and the damage is really was really bad but you know what it's actually recovered looking at it you know superficially you can see the dark green of the bracken there's some paler sort of straw green of some grass that's growing and also the heather as well the heather has come through and a lot of the trees have, have survived as well there's ash trees rowan trees um, which is also known as mountain ash and there's some hawthorns and i think maybe some birch as well um, but it is really beautiful and on my right now there's a big load of boulders and the, the trackway is kind of rising um, as it kind of will drop down again towards the foot of the mountain and that's when it becomes stops being farmland and starts being moorland hillside and on the the hawthorn trees around me there are loads of there are loads of lichens on them the boulders have got lots of lichens there are lots of cladonia cup lichens so cladonia is the scientific name for the for the group I can never remember whether it's a the genus or the family or whatever and then on the right hand side again the plantation has kind of continued round and it's just standing there these this ranks of sitka spruce just kind of staring back and moving in the wind and you can just about hear the wind moving through them and i'm at the foot of the mountain now It's a clear sky. This is a this area is an international dark sky reserve. Mayo, the county itself, is so good for for you know the lack of light pollution. And it really is. We got here last night at about 10 o'clock, and when we managed to sort of calm down a bit from the long journey and look up at the night sky, it was so dark that you could see the Milky Way with a naked eye, sort of running north to south pretty much over the house. It was, it's just difficult to take something like that in, you know, particularly if you grew up in a city and you don't get to see that so often. It's quite amazing. So I've come to the gate now and it's, it's quite dilapidated. It's an old red gate that has been moved at some point, I think. The gates around here have kind of crumbled and then re been rebuilt over the years. Um, but the bracken is taking hold and there's a gap that I can kind of squeeze through in the middle. So I'm going to... Try now. I've got my bag on. I did actually come here to take photos, but that is the sound of my camera lens cap coming off. Right, here we are. So you can hear the long grass now. So it's not. This used to be grazed by sheep, but. You know, unfortunately, the the farmer who we'd known here over the years, he he died a couple of years ago. And it seems like since then the sheep have gone. And I know that people can be a bit, you know, funny about sheep grazing and stuff, particularly in the uplands. But here, you know, it did actually maintain the biodiversity. Oh, ravens.
So there are two ravens circling overhead and just chatting to each other. It's amazing. And they're just dropping off and they're heading west along the edge of the mountain. Well, wasn't that nice? So, I was talking about... The ravens are still there. They make a sort of cronk sound. That was a very soft sound. I think they actually nest up here. And there is a pair of them, so they're probably... They could be keeping an eye on me, actually. Seeing, making sure I'm not here to kind of eat their young which obviously I'm not going to do. Um, I was talking about the sheep. So now the mountain is totally covered by bracken. And I don't know if that's a response. <laughs> you might as well hear the raven. I don't know if that's a response to the fire, but it does mean that it, the bracken completely shades out a lot of the smaller plants that were here. And I presume that the sheep may have been grazing the bracken. I don't know for sure, but either way, I don't think I've ever seen it this overgrown. But I haven't been here in September for a long time, so, you know, it's important to put your, put your views in context. I might not be right about it. But I can see some flowers. I can see Devil's Bit Scabious, which is a pink, round-headed, multi-flowered florette. I think you'd call it. There's ravens again up there. And I can see some heather as well. So these hills are really similar to Dartmoor in Devon. <laughs> There's ravens. So you get lots of heather, lots of lichen covered boulders. I'm not entirely sure of what the geology is here. Oh, there's something in there. Not sure of the geology exactly. I think there might be, some of the rock might be nice, if that's how you pronounce it. G-N-E-I-S-S. But anyway, I'm just coming up the curve a bit. There's some bracken that's been, become home to a spider. Really sort of strong netting of silk. If I turn back, I can see this green hill in the field, which is a kind of, it's a mound, I think it's a drumlin, which is a sort of, I think it's a kind of ice age phenomenon, whereby these strange shapes in the landscape have appeared, probably after the movement of water and ice, but people aren't exactly too sure how they were formed. That is what I've read. It might be out of date by now. But I'm getting higher. I'm starting to get some views to the, what is that, to the south? Just trying to remember the map in my head. And I could start to see some more of the mountains over towards the Nathan Beg range. Beg means bog in Irish 
I really don't know much Irish. And now I can see where the fire was last year. And there is bracken and the grasses I mentioned earlier coming through. Lots of devil's bit scabious actually, which is interesting. So it has managed to recover because obviously the soil has still remained. Oh. And there's some ferns that are coming through. Really um, quite small ferns. I think I know the name of them, but I don't want to guess. And still the charring of the old heather. So the heather has died here. But now, wow. I have to put a photo of what I can see now in the, the blog post for this because, or maybe in the profile image because I can see Nathan, one of the biggest mountains in Mayo. And the sun is above it and the clouds behind it and the sun is just hitting over the rays over the edge of the mountain it's absolutely stunning and now on my left there's a really nice what looks like an ash tree but it's either dying from ash dieback or from the impact of the fire Ash dieback is really rife around here. If you don't know what it is, it's a fungus that was imported in timber products and, no, not in timber products. It was imported in ash saplings and ash trees and European ash trees, Fraxinus excelsior. They don't have any defense against it. Wow. Okay, I need to pause and take some photos because it's stunning. I feel like a bit of a one of those sort of YouTube landscape photographers but in podcast form and it's much easier than what they have to do but their photos are probably a lot better but I'm just getting a bit higher now I've got some nice pictures and the views are really stunning I can see one of the big locks that are around here I'm not sure whether it's Loch Con or Loch Cullen um, or Loch Cara need to remind myself really really big lakes not lakes sorry locks and i'm climbing up these steps now which are steps in the most sort of simple form boulders kind of built into the ground and there are loads of flowers there's heather there's devil's bit scabious there's some hawk bits which i don't know individually the name of i can see that um, plant begins with a T. Because see Tormentil, which is a yellow rose that grows often in heathlands. I think they're like acidic soils. There's, I think, probably the first growth of sphagnum moss, which is spelled S-P-H-A-G-N-U-M, and really likes boggy areas. Once upon a time it would have been used for bandages and stuff like that, people gathered it for bandages. But it's so nice to come back here because I was here in April and this hillside was wrecked by the fire. And it's coming back to life. 
and I presume it's also because of the moisture here as well, feeds it nicely. Just wish people would stop burning places, particularly now. But I've now got another view of a lock nearby and a big, what looks like a kind of bigger hill. And in the distance, I can see the conical shape of Crow Patrick, which you might have heard of. And that's C-R-O-A-G-H, Patrick. And I've probably totally, you know, anyone who speaks Irish or understands Irish is probably pulling their hair out listening to that. But that is one of the most well-known mountains in Ireland. I'm not sure it's the tallest. I can never remember those statistics. But it's, it's just a stunning thing to see from a distance. And it's something that people would like to walk up barefoot. Um, I think Robert McFarlane wrote about that, actually. Um but I've been advised not to do that because it's quite painful. And apparently you get lots of people trying to walk up it sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's a really beautiful evening. I'm so glad I came out after a bit of a difficult day and a long journey, really. It's not nice when you don't have water, but that's what it's like for a lot of people in the world still. And was only like that for people recently here in terms of, I was talking to my mum when we were driving yesterday about her holidays as a child in Ireland because her dad, my granddad, John, he was from Mayo so that's why we've got a cottage here because when my grandparents were alive we used to go and stay here and visit them and my mum remembered how when she used to go on holiday to see her grandparents near here in Mayo in the 60s and the 50s, and they'd only recently got electricity. So my grandfather used to walk to school barefoot through the fields, which isn't something that really happens in, well, I doubt it happens in Ireland anymore. But the world has changed a lot in what was really quite a short amount of time. I think I might be talking rubbish. So I think I'll say bye now. I'm up here on the mountain, I've got great views towards Nathan. It's such a treat to see, it really is, it's stunning. And as the sun begins to set behind the clouds and the mountains, so I think it's a good place to stop. So thanks for listening. Ciao for now.